All right, everyone, welcome to Heal Thyself. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us. Check this out. What a good show we have today. We all sleep on beds. We all spend time on beds. So much of our life, actually. And not many of us think about the quality of the bed. So we're going to go into what is it in beds that could be making us sick long-term. Now, you might think it's crazy because we don't think about our beds too much, but there's actually tangible evidence out there that is leading us to believe that beds can be a problem for the lifetime of the bed and your exposure to it. Also, on the product review, I'm going to go over my favorite bed companies. So if you are looking to invest in a bed, hopefully this will give you some direction. And so excited that I have someone from my alma mater, University of Bridgeport, College of Naturopathic Medicine. Dr. Erin Kinney is out here from Maryland, and she is the expert on stress. Now, we're not just going to talk about, oh, stress kills you. We're going to go deep into what's happening in your body when you're acutely stressed, chronically stressed, what's happening to your cells, and how it's translating to diseases over time. But also, she's going to empower us and tell us what tests to take, and also, what are the tactics that we need to do to implement better health overall? So it's going to be so, so exciting. I can't wait. Let's jump into this knowledge bomb. All right. Hello, hello. This is The Bed Show. Now, you might recall I did this about a few years ago, maybe two years ago, but this is the updated version of The Bed Show. But really quick, before I go into listing the beds, all right, I want you all to understand why a conventional bed may be a problem. And I, I can almost guarantee no doctor has ever sat with you in the office going, how long have you had your bed? What's the brand of your bed? What's the airflow in your house like? And trying to connect it to disease because uh, we don't think like that. But I want to teach you a few things. So we spent about a third of our life sleeping a third, inhaling, exhaling in the bed, right? Six, seven, eight, sometimes nine hours. But we're breathing in the air of our room. This is why the air quality in our room is the most important air quality in the home, right? And I talk about air quality, I did a whole show on air quality and how to optimize it. But when you're breathing in the air from your room, one of the biggest things that's influencing the air quality is the chemicals that are in your bed, but also mold, things like what's in the rugs, things like what's in the furniture. But the bed, bed, bed is major. It's massive, right? For me, in my opinion, through the research I've done over time, the bed is the single biggest factor to air quality exposure in our home. And we lay on it so much of our life. And when we sleep, this is the time when our body's detoxing, healing, integrating, recuperating, rejuvenating, right? We don't want to burden the body but we do. The surface exposure that we have are volatile organic compounds. These are off-gassing for the life of the bed. Now, granted, in the first few years, it is most pronounced, but VOCs, volatile organic compounds, are sort of like a slow drip into a cup that when it overflows, we start seeing symptoms. But this is why I talk about these so much, right? It's a long game. I'm a long game type of guy, right? A slow drip type of person. So what happens is over time, that cup's going to overflow. Now, the cup in itself is dependent on a few things, genetics, our whole constitution, stress levels, right? But what we see when that cup overflows are things like chronic diseases, diabetes, hypertension, cancer, dementias. They don't happen overnight. It's when that drip drop is influencing every single day our health. And at some point, it's going to overflow if we don't empty it. So you're either slowly filling that cup or emptying it on the daily. And home is a major, major dropper 
into that cup and beds are a major influence for home air. So what's the problem with conventional beds? The same problem there is with conventional food. The same problem there is with conventional personal care products. The problem is no one's looking out for you. We know this, and I spoke this many times over and over, there are loopholes within the FDA that allows for chemicals into our system, and they're egregious, right? And beds are not excluded. Many of us never even think about bed quality. How many of us never even thought about maybe, just maybe, the bed our child is laying on is the root cause of his or her eczema? hormonal dysfunction, cognitive behavioral issues, right? How many of us as adults think about when we have a cancer diagnosis or chronic disease diagnosis, we never even think about maybe it's our beds throughout our life that is a major contributor to this disease. What we know is that the very chemicals that are in your bed are known to cause dysfunction in the body. It's not a theory. It's a direct connection to the harmful agents and how it affects the body over time. So what's present? Well, we have flame retardants. These are polybrominated diphenyl ethers, also known as PBDEs, right? They're banned since 2004, but they're persistent. And unless you were born past 2004, you're most likely having these chemicals in the body and they're still breaking down slowly over time. Why? Because they build up over time, but the dose makes the poison, right? That's not a true statement. Things build up in the body over time, particularly the ones that are fat-soluble and bioaccumulate, right? Even though we get them in small amounts, they build up in the body over time. So even though they're also banned, it's likely that they're still in the materials in your home. And the reason they were banned is because we saw that there was a doubling of these chemicals in women's breast milk every five years. These affect thyroid, and are linked to cognitive and behavioral issues in children, as well as reproductive issues. It's wild to me that we're not even doing research on this or paying more attention. But like all patterns in environmental medicine and chemicals, they did just what BPA did, right? BPA they knew was toxic, they took it out, and they said it's BPA-free, but replaced it with a analog that is just as toxic as BPA. The same with flame retardants. There's new flame retardants out there, and guess what? It's gonna be innocent until proven guilty, and guess what? We're the guinea pigs. Now remember, this isn't to put out fear. This is to put out information that is real. It is factual and is for us to be empowered to go, okay, now I know that the FDA ain't protecting me. There's loopholes and chemicals are innocent until proven guilty. So let me maybe just maybe not trust what's in the store and go, let me trust brands that are doing better by me. And this is the reason why I'm putting out this information. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount 
just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trophalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. What else is embedding that it could be an issue? Glues and adhesives, stuffing, especially in the memory foam, right? Memory foams may be the worst of the worst. Actually, in my opinion, memory foam is the worst. The polyurethane and or the memory foams are pretty much present in all mattresses. And the thing with polyurethane is that it off-gasses something called propylene oxide and TDI, which stands for toluene diisocyanate. Now, there's sufficient evidence to show that both are carcinogenic to animals, meaning they cause cancer with an undetermined carcinogenicity to humans. But the CDC recommends that we limit our exposure to these chemicals due to its potential cancer-causing effect in humans, right? But what else does this polyurethane and memory foams, which are on most beds, have? Benzene. You heard me talk about this when we talked about hand sanitizers, and it's a volatile organic chemical that's found in the polyurethane, and it affects our immune system. So if someone has a chronically low immune system, how many of us are talking about beds? Dimethylformamide. This is a volatile organic compound of concern, especially when you're exposed to it over the life of the bed. Polyols connected to headaches, dizziness, nausea, especially acutely, right? You get the idea. Polyurethane memory foams are a big problem, and a lot of these conventional beds have them. And like many of these FDA loopholes companies are benefiting from, you, you may ask, how the heck do they get away with this? Well, mattress companies do not need to disclose what is in their product. And some of the chemicals you may smell. Let me tell you a little story. Um, when A few years ago, I think it was back in 2015, um, I was I was sleeping in this bed and it was pretty uncomfortable. So I decided to get a mattress topper from, it wasn't Target, it was Kohl's actually. It was from Kohl's and I remember it was in a box and I brought it to the room and I took it out of the box and un, it was vacuum sealed. So I unrolled it and then cut open the vacuum seal and 
I'll tell you right now, I'll never forget that smell. It was the most chemical synthetic smell. It not only took over my nostrils, it took over my whole room. And I remember the person that I was with at the time, she was complaining about a headache, right? Immediately she had a headache. Me, I started feeling kind of buzzed, a little bit dizzy. And it was, it, if we didn't smell that, we wouldn't have known, right? Because not all volatile organic compounds have a scent, but these had true chemically new car smell scents, right? And I knew for a fact immediately that it was the mattress topper that was giving us these immediate symptoms. So what do we do? I said, forget this. We rolled it up as best as possible. Try to roll up a mattress topper that is unfold, unrolled and plumping up, right? Because it's vacuum sealed. It was almost impossible to put back in the box, but Nonetheless, we did, and we brought it back. But the whole point I'm trying to say is that a lot of these companies have these beds or mattress toppers or a lot of these things in vacuum seals or they're rolled up. And what we should have done, even if I decided to keep it and I go, forget it, I don't care about conventional mattresses. I don't care about toxins. Even if we did, the better idea would have been to open it outside, let it off gas for a few hours, maybe even the day, and then bring it in. But listeners and viewers, you guys are way more empowered than this and you make better decisions. So that's my little story. Um, I really wanted to jump in. I want to jump in into the mattress brands that we really should watch for. And if we're looking to make an investment and get a new mattress, I want to give you the brands to get. So let's get to this product review. All right, mattresses in this product review, as I was talking a little bit about in the knowledge bomb segment, glues and adhesives are a big part of what makes these beds toxic. A lot of the natural alternative ones are sewn together, which is much, much better. But you'll know that a lot of these glues and adhesives are the reason why furniture can be toxic too, because of the volatile organic compounds that are being released. Also, a lot of these alternative beds or non-toxic beds utilize wool and cotton. By utilizing that, they're able to not use flame-resistant chemicals because they're inherently flame-resistant. So many of these beds you'll see contain wool or cotton. Now the next question would be, what is the quality of it? So when it comes to these beds, not all are perfect, but all, all are significantly better and healthier than the conventional beds like Sealy's, Sleepy's, any memory foam-based ones, all right? So regardless of the beds that I mentioned here, and I might not mention a bed that you're looking for, before I do, I want to just teach you what certifications really are important when you buy a bed, and then you can look for it yourself. So the first one is going to be Global Organic Textile Standard. This is the GOT certification. There's a really cool website called Mattress Nerd out there, so uh, he or she looks really into all of these things. But according to the GOT certification, this is from the website, it's the world's leading processing standard for textiles made from organic fibers. And basically what it's doing is telling us that it's considered safe according to several environmental and social factors. And in order to qualify it, qualify for this, the company's textile needs to have at least 70% organic fibers and 30% non-organic fibers and meet stringent environmental and toxicological standards uh, for the certification of GOTS. The counterpart for GOTS is GOALS, and that's for latex. So you really want 
Uh, a lot of these beds are either cotton-based, latex-based, wool-based, or all. And what you want is those certifications. The other certification is OEKO Tech Standard 100. This is a slightly more comprehensive certification than GOTS. And uh, any of these items with the certification have been inspected in, in, by an independent partner for this. And every component is free from harmful substances. So this is a really important one when you're looking for chemicals that haven't been regulated by government bodies. And another very important one is the Green Guard Gold Certification. This helps us identify which products have low emissions and are going to improve the air quality in your home. So this is a lot for the VOCs, volatile organic compounds that you'd be exposed to that are really the major problem with beds. And with this gold certification, it's super stringent because it's offering protection for vulnerable populations like older the elderly, children, those with allergies, those with sensitivities. So if any of you fall into that, then a Green Guard Gold certification is very important for your bed. And it's going to ensure that there's very low amounts to no amounts of VOCs. Other important certifications to look for, organic wool certification, sustainable wool, uh, some of the environmental and worker protection certifications like Eco, Institute Certified, Fair Trade Certified, Reinforced Alliance, Climate Neutral Certified, FSC Certified. If you find one with all of those, great. A lot of the ones I'm going to talk to have most of these. I haven't found one that has all of them, but um, the ones that I mention as the best have the really important standards like GOTS, GOALS, OEKO, TEX, Green Guard Certified. So back to the beds. I usually start with the ones that are meh and we, or maybe we should stay away from, but today I'm feeling good. I want to start with the best of the best. So I'm going to start with the one I have, the Birch Living Mattress. And uh, that one across the board has really, really, really good certifications. I know I'm sleeping in a bed that doesn't have off-gassing. It's mostly wool and cotton, super comfortable. And I have the mattress topper on it to protect the bed. I have the sheets. I have the whole nine with it. And you'll see me put out some videos later about this. But this is the one that I have. Other really good companies on that level, Avocado Mattress, really popular one out there, top quality one. Brentwood Home, which was my actually my former mattress, another top quality one, and Plush Beds. Those are really good mattress companies that have really good certifications that I know if I had any of those beds and I was laying on them, I know that I'm not being exposed to volatile organic compounds. I know that I'm not being exposed to these flame retardants. I'm not being exposed to things that are affecting my hormones, my nervous system, my immune system, and it's going to be comfortable and it's going to be sustainable. So this is this is why I'm such a fan of all of these bed companies. They're doing right by us. Here are other companies that are good. I would say second tier, as opposed to the ones that I just mentioned. Tuft & Needle, Awara, Sattva, Ecoterra, Wink Beds, Purple, Dream Cloud. These are the ones that we, my assistant and I, we went over. We, we were checking off which certifications are which, but really, even if I didn't mention a bed that you're looking for, now you know what certifications to look for. So um, yeah, I was really happy and excited to bring you all this because I really, really, truly believe that a bed is one of the number one interventions you can make to improve your air quality at home and your overall health. Again, we don't just lay on a bed for a night and go, whoa, I'm so sick. What This bed is toxic. We don't even feel it. But what we do know is that these chemicals over time start filling up that cup. 
And then at some point, you forget what it was like to feel great like you were two years ago. We adapt to it. And the problem is that toxic beds are really lending to disrupting our health. So I really hope that helped you. And check this out. Keep an eye out. I'm going to do an ebook on all of this in a few months. So I'll put a nice chart for you all so you can see what I saw when I put this together. And I'll, I'll do a little bit more research and include some more beds. So really hope that helped. Can't wait to get to our awesome awesome guest. Dr. Erin Kinney is a stress expert, man. She's not going to sit here and tell you just stress makes you sick, but she's going to tell us why and how and what happens in the body, but also tell us about solutions, how to improve our health and improve our life. I cannot wait to get her on. So let's get to this special guest segment. All right, today's special guest actually comes from my alma mater as well. Dr. Erin Kinney is the expert on stress, and we are going to talk everything about stress. Now, you know, I mentioned that stress is a pillar for health, and you got to get it under control, but we got to know about it first. So Dr. Erin Kinney, thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in, it's been a while, probably yeah. since we were back in University of Bridgeport, back yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, well, let's see. What's that, Five, eight, eight years ago, maybe around there? Eight, maybe, maybe 10, more? maybe I, a I, while ago. I was on a call with my classmates and I'm like, God, it's crazy to know that we graduated like two years ago. They're like, Christian, it's like four and a half, five <laughs> it's years. Been, it's been a while. I was like, what? <laughs> because time, time, time flies, Time flies, it? yeah. I know. I have had two kids, gotten married, gotten divorced. I've done all the things Whoa. since graduating, Whoa. built a big practice. And I personally have dealt with a lot of stress. So, yeah. of course, you know, what we go through ourselves, we tend to end up helping our patients with. Yeah. And so, yeah, I ended up kind of treating a lot of adrenal fatigue, which I'm sure you guys have touched on on your mm -hmm. show. Um, and then I've dug really deep into the science of what exactly happens with cortisol and why is cortisol such an important hormone? Because I think we often think of cortisol as being the stress hormone. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. But it plays a lot of really important roles. Mm -hmm. One, it governs our circadian rhythm. So the thing that wakes you up in the morning is cortisol. Mm -hmm. The thing that's supposed to help you fall asleep is when your cortisol levels fall and melatonin rate levels rise. But so when people, and we chatted about this just before we jumped on, sometimes people have a really hard time waking up in the morning, but then they feel totally awake, you know, at 10 or 30 or 11. And they're like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. They typically have an irregular pattern in their circadian rhythm, which is one of the first signs of some adrenal dysfunction. And as you said, that stress is really important. It's important to get it under control, but I am really passionate about teaching who I work with, my patients, who I talk to, why is it so important? Like what happens at a cellular level? Mm -hmm. And so the other important thing to note about cortisol is one of its main jobs is that it actually downregulates the production of inflammatory cytokines. So and I was explaining to my, I'm here visiting my sister, I was explaining to her in the car that I like to have, to think about cortisol as you would think about blood glucose. So we all know that we need glucose to survive and we need it inside the cells. If blood glucose is going crazy at high levels circulating in our bloodstream, that's when it starts to cause a problem. So, and we need insulin in order to get the glucose inside of the cell, right? So we need to have an insulin receptor, the insulin binds, then the glucose can get into the cell and then everything's great. Cortisol is very similar. Cortisol needs to, it's in your bloodstream when we get stressed, it needs to then bind to a receptor called a glucocorticoid receptor. And once it gets into that, binds to that receptor, it can get into the nucleus and then it downregulates the production of something called IL-6, NF-kappa-beta, all of these mm -hmm. inflammatory cytokines that if they're left unchecked can lead to the development of chronic disease mm -hmm. and inflammation. And so, you know, when you have, if you've got heart disease, if you've got atherosclerosis, if you've got any chronic thing, it's 
typically linked back to stress. And this is why, because if cortisol levels are going crazy and they're really high in the bloodstream, just like if glucose is really high in the bloodstream and you don't do anything about it, the body downregulates the production of the receptor. So there's this concept of what we call glucocorticoid resistance. And so, and they did a lot of, re- there's not a lot of research on adrenal fatigue. If you go and you look in PubMed about adrenal fatigue, right. you're not going to find anything. But if you go and you look at something called glucocorticoid resistance, there's a lot of studies on people who've been given high doses of steroids for prolonged periods of time, which is basically putting your system into artificial stress. So there's all this research on, yeah, yeah, if you take prednisone for two to three months, you're going to eventually not be able to accept cortisol into the mm-hmm. cells and you get all these inflammatory, crazy issues. And so that's exactly what happens when you're under chronic stress. It's just like you've been taking steroids for a while because prednisone, if you're not aware, is synthetic cortisol. Mm-hmm. So when we need prednisone or we need steroids, it typically can mean one of two things. You either are not making enough cortisol or you're having trouble getting your cortisol into your cells. Mm-hmm. So this is a lot of information. <laughs> I just spoke very quickly, but yeah. does that make sense? A hundred percent. You came, you came kicking down the door with the guns blazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> I, you love it so much. You were talking in the car to your sister. About I, 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 I love that. I'll talk to you about it to anybody who wants to listen. I love that. So, but, but no, this is such important work because it is a massive, massive, massive pillar of health. Yes. We are so overstressed physically, chemically, mentally, emotionally. We just, we just go and go and go, especially in this culture. Oh, there's, there's no, we, we don't believe in rest. We believe that, that, you know, it's like our values are go, 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 Mm -hmm. do, 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 which puts our system in fight flight all the Mm -hmm. time. So let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the average standard American person who's been told we got to go, go, go wake up in the morning. As soon as I wake up, no time for me. I got to get dressed, drink my coffee, yep. go to work, yep. grind at work, come home, finally relax, but then go to sleep and then go do the same thing until the weekend. Yeah. What does that picture of health look like? Cellular cortisol. <gasps> well, so typically if you're doing that and if, well, so I like to think about cortisol as it's basically your body, as I get it, it, it it regulates your circadian rhythm, but it's also what gives you energy. So I think in Chinese medicine, you know, they, they call it chi mm-hmm. or in, you know, other cultures, they call it like your life force. I think cortisol is the scientific equivalent to your chi or your life force. It's your it's your energy. But I like to use this analogy. Let's pretend that cortisol is the money that your body has to spend, right? And when you sleep or when you rest or you do anything that puts you in parasympathetic mode, which is the rest and digest mode, that's when you earn cortisol. When you get up in the morning and you get up and you drink coffee and you go, 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 you're spending your cortisol. Anything you do that's not resting is essentially spending cortisol. So let's say that on average you sleep for eight hours a night and that earns you $100 worth of cortisol. And that's what you need to spend throughout the day. If that's how your life is, great. You should be okay. But let's say maybe you go through a period, maybe three weeks or so where you're not sleeping well and you only get four hours of sleep. Well, you get up and you maybe drink an extra cup of coffee. Coffee or caffeine or any stimulant that we use is like taking out a line of credit. And it says, oh, hey, you only have $50, but we'll still let you spend the 100 But what happens is you end up going into debt. Mm -hmm. And if you keep doing that cumulatively, just like you said, if you're kind of in the rat race of life and you're not you're not relaxing, you're going to end up with a large amount of debt. And so, you know, people come to me all the time with, and they're, they're telling me what's going on with them physically. I'm like, you know, you've got adrenal fatigue. And, and they ask me like, what supplements to take? What can I do? And obviously those things help, but at the end of the day, you have to pay back the debt. Mm -hmm. You have to pay back the rest debt. So the Building in a relaxation practice is one of the biggest things that you can do. And that can look different for people, right? Meditation, it could be, I mean, I'd sometimes tell people just to put on headphones, play your favorite music and lay down for 10 minutes just to practice the act of relaxing because it's not something that we do. 
I am obsessed with the movie Eat, Pray, Love. I don't know if you've ever seen it with Julia Roberts. Yes. And there's this, there's this scene where she's in Italy and she's talking to some dude named Luca Spaghetti. And he's like, you Americans, you just go, 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 go. You do not know how to do nothing. He's like, in Italy, we have this, it's called dolce far niente. Like it's the art of doing nothing. And I just, I always think about that. We really don't know how to do nothing. I myself, some days I'm like, okay, I got nothing to do. Like I'm going to stir up some drama. I'm going to, because it feels weird to relax, Mm -hmm. but it's so needed. Yeah. So I think you have to actually practice it in order for it to become part of your everyday thing. There, there's a. It's interesting when you said that quote. I thought about a quote from a long time ago. This it, it was. I don't know who said it, but they were like, the biggest, the biggest struggle of man is that he can't stay in his quarters for ten minutes without distraction. Yeah. And I'm like, they were saying this thousands of years ago. You mean to tell me? Yeah. And and, and it's true. It is like. It is the bane of our existence that we just yeah. can't be in solitude or just quiet and relax. It's hard. It's hard for us. It's really hard. And we have the cell phone to distract us. <laughs> yes. Right. And if we don't have the cell phone, we have we put on the TV. And if we don't have the TV, yeah. then we go out with friends. Well, that was what you meant. You know, you're talking about someone you know who's in that daily rat race and it's like they go home and they go to bed. No, most people go home and they watch TV in their bed. And if you're watching, you know, a show that's, you know, scary or has some sort of it, if it that can also be activating your fight flight at 10 o'clock at night, which mm-hmm. is not great to go to sleep. You know, I'm a big fan of not having TVs in the bedroom. I think it's a 100%. really bad practice. Um, I think it's, you know, if you have a partner, it's not great for the relationship. If it's it's just not good to go to bed watching. I mean, it's also not good to go to bed staring at a phone screen, which I'm guilty of and I'm working on. But, uh-huh. but I think we've got too much screen time. And the thing on a physiological level, when you're staring at a screen, it's p- stopping your pineal gland from producing melatonin and melatonin and cortisol have these direct opposing actions. So, you know, as I said, cortisol typically it's elevated in the morning and it goes down throughout the day. And that's, you know, the circadian rhythm pattern. Melatonin is typically very low in the morning and it rises at night. But if you're watching TV or you're staring at a screen or you stare at a computer all day long, your melatonin levels are probably going to stay low, which when melatonin is low, the body kind of thinks, oh, melatonin's low, I should probably make more cortisol, which at night is not great. Mm -hmm. So I love to recommend, even if you don't need it to fall asleep, a baby dose of melatonin if you're on screens a lot. So if if your job is sitting at a computer and... You know, I've, I've, for most of COVID, I was staring at a screen all day long. So I would always take a baby dose of melatonin just to get those levels circulating at that time period to help lower the cortisol. Yeah. How many of us are staring at screens? Not even just at night, all day. All day. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focus. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well-being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in their process is rooted in health-focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research-based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures 
so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy, boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open that I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. I actually found for me, when I put on blue blockers, I'm so much more difference. tired so much earlier. Yes. You know, yeah. without them, all right, 11 o'clock, I'm starting to feel tired. Yeah. With them, I'm like, if I put them right when sunset, 9 o'clock, I'm yeah. like, damn, you're, I got to go to well, sleep. But that's normal. That's yeah. when you should be kind of falling asleep. But most of us are just totally, and, and it's funny that you talk about the cortisol rise. I one time I had this patient and she would go crazy at 11 o'clock. Like yeah. it, it should be exhausted. And then like this gust of wind would yeah. take over her. I go, let's, let, let's see, let's see how you look. We saw the pattern and it's, and how many of us are struggling with that? Like we have oh, all this totally. energy at night and then we're exhausted. Exhausted the, the next morning. morning. Well, it's almost like you're jet lagged, yeah. right? Like that's, you know, when you go, you know, I just flew in, I've been in LA for a couple of days and you know, I've been getting up really early and I'm because your, your circadian rhythm has been misadjusted. And that's what happens. That's again, that's usually the first or second sign of adrenal fatigue is when your circadian rhythm starts to get a little bit off. Mm -hmm. You're really awake at night. You're super tired in the morning. It can also look like maybe you're super tired in the morning and then you get this crazy surge of energy around noon. And then, you know, but typically if you want to know what your cortisol levels are doing, you can 
without caffeine measure what your energy levels look like throughout the day. So mm-hmm. I usually have patients like put a little plot line like zero to 10 and plot. How do you feel at 6am when you first get up? Mm-hmm. Are you seven out of 10 or you're six out of 10? And you can get a graph that usually correlates pretty closely with if you were to do salivary cortisol testing, not always, but mm-hmm. usually, and again, that's without caffeine. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. if you're drinking caffeine, that's going to artificially change it. things. Yeah. Um, but that's a good way, kind of a test to see if you want to know how your adrenals are functioning is to kind of look at what are your energy levels doing throughout the day. So, so many of us wake up and we go, I'm pretty tired. I need my cup of coffee. Yes. What happens when we drink coffee to the body? So when you drink coffee, when this, it's not everybody, but for most people who are, if you're slightly sensitive to caffeine, it's going to, it's going to artificially induce that fight flight. And what, so, and here's what happens with fight flight. So you've got this part of your brain called the amygdala and that's kind of your, fear or fight flight sensor. And it's, it's like the basal part of your brain. I like to call it lizard brain. It's either stress or no stress. It's very black and white. There's no in between. So you've got the amygdala, which is like detects stress. So if there were a lion were to jump into this recording studio right mm-hmm. now, all of our amygdalas would go crazy and we'd get a flood of hormones that would go to our hypothalamus and it would say hypothalamus pump out cortical releasing hormone. And then a whole other bunch of cascading hormones will happen. And eventually your your adrenals will pump out cortisol and adrenaline, which puts us into fight flight. And when you're in fight flight, all your blood flow goes to your arms and your legs, your blood pressure increases, your heart rate increases, your pupils constrict, digestion shuts off, sex hormone production shuts off. So nothing's happening internally and healing shuts off. Mm-hmm. So you're just ready to go and fight. So when you drink coffee, coffee tends to mimic that. So it kind of puts you into, and especially if you're very sensitive to coffee, that can put you even more into fight flight. So again, you know, and it gives you energy when you're in a fight flight, you'll look, you're ready to run and you're, so it's not always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if, and if your cup of coffee in the morning is a ritual and it's, you know, you wake up, I have a lot of patients that will say that they have kids and they wake up at 5 a.m. to have an hour before their children wake up and they drink their coffee, which gives them a little bit of energy, but they also are having a little bit of rest time and it's a ritual, I think that's a benefit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you're like drinking, you know, bang energy drink <laughs> or, you know, mainlining caffeine right, to get right. through your day, then that's usually a problem. Because right. I get this question a lot. Is coffee good for me or bad for mm-hmm. me? I'm like, well, it's kind of how you're using it. That, that's exactly what I say. I, yeah. go, I go, it's exactly the message you're giving your yes. body when you drink the coffee. Yes, that's And I totally say your right. coffee should be your ritual. It yes. shouldn't be your crutch. Yes. And so many of Americans were like. We use it as a crutch. Whereas we go to Italy. Right? Yeah. They're, oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. enjoying their time out in a cafe. Yeah. They're drinking, they're drinking a little coffee. It's just different. It's very, it's very different. So, so all right. So we let's say we have coffee as a crutch or, or cortisol as dysfunction. What are there stages to the adrenal, how it's dysfunctioning? <sighs> well, so then what typically will happen is if, if you stay in fight flight and you kind of get into that adrenal debt that I was talking about. Yes. So if you're not getting enough sleep or if you're kind of using caffeine as your crutch and giving you kind of this false energy your body's production of cortisol level can go down. And so then you don't have as much. And so that means sometimes you might not have as much in the morning and then maybe you get some in the afternoon so you can get that dysregulation of the pattern throughout the day. But what will also happen is you can start to see random symptoms starting to happen. So cortisol, like I said at the beginning, it's our body's natural anti-inflammatory. So it's our natural steroid. So if you get, you know, if you hit your knee or you get a bruise, one of the first things the body does is it sends cortisol there to heal it. And that's because when the cortisol gets inside the cells, it, it, well, this is a little bit confusing with cortisol, but initially it will upregulate 
inflammation to help the healing process. And then it should downregulate. The body has these beautiful checks and balances. It's like, okay, this fight flight, we're going to be in it for a minute, which is going to turn on the inflammation and that's going to help you heal. But then we're going to have these beautiful checks and balances. And then we're going to turn it off and you're right. going to go back into rest. But the problem is we end up all staying stuck in that, that initial fight flight stage. And that's not good. We can't sustain it. And it doesn't, so eventually what will happen is lots of symptoms will start to go wrong. And then women, sometimes that can look like their menstrual cycle gets disrupted, digestive sy systems get disrupted, because when you're in fight flight, you can't digest. Mm -hmm. So you can get heartburn, you might have constipation, you might have diarrhea, it can start to affect the thyroid, it can start to affect hair, skin, nails, it can start to cause weight gain around the abdomen. And so a lot of people that come to me, they have a whole, all of these symptoms, you know, like my hair's falling out, I'm, I, you know, I'm having trouble going to the bathroom, I'm getting acne, I'm, all these little things are popping up and the body doesn't have the energy to go fix, it doesn't have enough cortisol to go fix all those little things. Mm -hmm. And sense. so that's usually like in stage two or stage three of adrenal fatigue, the body just starts kind of breaking down. And most people are, they're coming into my office and they're like, I've seen all my doctors and all my labs look normal. Because typically you're not getting tested, you know, it's hard to test for, unless you're doing a four point cortisol test or testing for some of the hormones, you know, your CBC normally looks fine. Your right. metabolic panel looks fine. There's nothing, there's nothing seriously wrong with you in a sense that like you're going to die of, you know, which that can happen if you don't address it, you know, with chronic stress. But, but a lot of people are like, they've told, they've just told me it's all in my head and it's stress and it is stress, but it doesn't mean that it's not real, you know, cause people come in and they're like, my doctor just told me to take an antidepressant. You right. know, I'm just crazy. I need an antidepressant. Nobody wants to hear that. Right. Right. Nobody wants to be like, I'm told I'm crazy, like, because there is actually something physiologically wrong. Mm -hmm. The body is yelling at them. The body's like, I need rest. Mm -hmm. I need you to put these lifestyle practices in place so that I can get the rest that I need to build more cortisol to fix your shit. Excuse me for cursing. No, it's but you know true. what I mean. Yeah. Like fundamentals. This is fundamental yes. to healing. It is. You yeah. cannot take a supplement or a medication and think you're going to heal if you're yeah. not. If you're not getting the rest. The rest. Yeah. And I call it rituals because yeah. in the rituals you get to yes. stop. You know, the the cell phone stops. You have no no phone, no distraction. You're just yeah. like, ah, all right. Self-reflection, relaxation. Listen to your favorite song. You know what I, you know what yeah. I do sometimes? I put on, like if a new album comes out and it's like really good artists, I put on really nice noise-canceling phones, close my eyes, listen to the album. Yeah. I come out like I came out like of a like, like a concert. Like yeah. I was like in some sort of sensory deprivation yeah. concert. It's amazing. Well, music's a beautiful way to calm the nervous system down. And yeah. we've used it for ages, you know, mm -hmm. I think. In, and I like the way that you call it rituals because just the idea of a ritual as humans, we've done that for thousands of years. We've done rituals to come together as a community or to just to, to get back in tune with yourself or with a higher power. or And it's just a nice way to calm the system down. Calm the system, exactly. And we can all integrate it. So let's say we're in this fight or flight. Yes. Our doctor's saying, look, your blood work looks okay. You just need maybe to do antidepressant or something. What happens after two years of this, three years of this, and we don't check or balance or, or relax, anything. nothing? I mean, if you're to stay in that state, typically what I will, because I will see people that have been like, I've been struggling this for several years, you know, I, it, it tends to kind of go in either one pathway or the other. Some people, they get affected on more physical realms. So, you know, they're, and they'll aches and pains, they'll have major digestive issues. I mean, they, they're the ones that end up going to specialist after specialist trying to figure out what's wrong. And again, there's usually not anything conventional medicine can figure out. In other cases, it can start to turn into really bad anxiety, depression. It can kind of go and make the mental health route really, because you know depression and anxiety can be looked at as inflammation yeah, of the brain. Yeah. And so if we don't have enough cortisol to get into the cells in the brain, we're going to have unchecked 
you know, inflammatory cytokines in the brain tissue, which can then lead to. So, you know, and again, this is often treated with Western medicine. Oh, here's an antidepressant or here's this drug or here's the sleeping mat or here's, and a lot of times people can end up on polypharmaceutical and just with symptoms being suppressed and that doesn't, it's not, we're not really addressing the root issue. And some, and I think addressing the root issue, and this can be hard for people because sometimes it's not a pill. I mean, it, and it, some supplements and herbs can help, but it's really the putting into practice of these daily lifestyle practices, mm-hmm. and which it's not, it's not, it's not always the easy route, right? No, like, this because, is because we can do it for a week, but then all of a sudden we go, oh, you know, I really got to get to work today. Yeah. And I, I really need to or do this the other thing that I see is people will say, yeah, I tried meditating. I did it for a week. I didn't notice any difference. Sometimes it, if it took you 15 years to get where you are, it's not going to, you're not going to have, you're not going to see a profound change. I mean, you can, but you might not always see a profound change in how you feel after a week. You've got to give it time. A hundred percent. It took me, it took me 60 days of meditation yeah. to finally feel my nervous system straight Yeah. to feel my nervous system go, okay, yeah, yeah. now you're, now well, that's you're so good that you're talking about that. Cause I, I think meditation, it's like exercise, right? No one's ever, you're not going to just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to run a marathon without training for the marathon, right? right. right? You've got to actually put it into practice. And you might not start to, you know, if you want to become a runner, you might not start to see the effects of exercise in your body until you've been doing it daily for Mm -hmm. a while. Same thing with meditation. But when you do get there with meditation, how amazing is it? Yeah. Right? It's amazing. You know what it is in your waking life when you're outside of the meditation? your nervous system hypervigilance goes down. Yeah. So then you're like, yeah. actually, I usually would be 10 out of 10 for this. But, but then you're like, only... why am I a 4 out of 10? Yeah. It's like, okay. You know? Well, but, but what's actually happening is what meditation does, it upregulates those glucocorticoid receptors. So you're actually mm-hmm. allowing the cortisol to get into the cell and reduce the inflammation. But you're also, I didn't explain this process. So I talked about the amygdala turning on the fight flight response. So let's go back to that lion scenario. The lion's in here. We all get freaked out. We deal with the lion. We get it out of the room. Once the stressor's over, the cortisol that's floating around your bloodstream, one of its jobs is to go back to the hypothalamus and it binds to a a similar type receptor. And there's a gene that codes for this called NR3C1. Mm -hmm. It's in the brain and the cortisol actually turns it off, turns off fight flight. So that's like your off button. But that same thing, that can get downregulated if you're under constant stress. Mm-hmm. So meditation upregulates the production of the receptor, your off buttons, essentially, if you Amazing. want it in a colloquial term. Like when you meditate, you are allowing your body to come out of fight flight a lot easier, mm-hmm. which is what we all need. And you notice that. That's the vigilance. Yes. You go, whoa, like there's a stressor. Yes. I see it. And I'm going to, and it's okay to be stressed. You know, right. like our stress system was built, like our bodies were designed beautifully. Like, you know, if, if a lion, thank God for the fight flight system, if we're being chased by something, but then we don't want that stress to linger. We want it once we're safe, we want it to go away. And we want to be able to like come back and digestion to turn back on and healing to occur again. We don't want to get stuck in that mm-hmm. fight flight. But yeah, so that's why meditation can be so beneficial. And interesting, you mentioned NR3C1. That's the gene that is implicated with generational trauma. Yes, yes. Which is wild. It definitely is. Right, because is- that's, 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 that's the cortisol dysfunction that we sort of inherit from our parents and their grandparents, which is, it's so amazing to think how connected we are to our lineage when it comes to that. Because, and actually, have you done any research or looked at how in utero, a a stressful mom, a stressful event, something affects the child? Oh, it's, it's, it's really interesting how that can affect on a lot of different levels, it can affect sex hormones, it can affect stress hormones, it can affect thyroid, it affects it affects the endocrine system in a major way. But I think it also res- 
affects, and this is my own personal belief. I, there's not a lot of research on receptors. It's, there's not a ton of out there, but I mm-hmm. think that that my personal view is that in the next 10 to 15 years, that that's where medicine needs to start going is looking at cellular receptors because you can have all these chemicals floating around the system, right. but if the receptors aren't there, if the body's downregulating, we get problems, right? And it's hard to test for receptors because they're on the actual cells and we're drawing blood. So it's hard to see what's going on. But, but yeah, the, the research, you know, in utero, when babies under stress, it does, it changes what's going to be expressed in their DNA, right? right? So they're still going to inherit the same DNA from mom and dad, but what gets turned on and turned off is going to be a little bit different. I, I can't remember where I read this, but when you, when you go and you look at the DNA strands and somebody did read, oh, you know Dr. Emoto, the Japanese mm-hmm. guy who mm-hmm. looked at the water yeah. crystals? It might have been someone who was looking at research on what he did. But, you know, when you when you look at water and you say it for you guys listening, if, if you say love to a glass of water and you look at it molecularly, the crystals are beautiful. If you were to take a different glass of water and say hate, it's it's a, the water looks a mess at a molecular level. But so someone did some research where they were looking at what actually happens to your DNA when you say loving things or when you're in a less stressed state versus when you're saying negative things. And when the DNA is is undergoing, let's say, trauma of some, it actually causes the coils to tight to tighten. So it's harder for the body to transcribe or to mm-hmm. make the proteins when you're under stress. Wow. So and but when you say positive loving and it's in a good environment, the DNA just kind of unwinds itself and it's easy for the body to make whatever proteins it needs to make. So that's that's like a literal, like when you're under stress, your body can't make the things it needs to make because your DNA is coiling up too tight. Just And think about when your body's stressed, you know, we hunch over, we get, we yeah. feel like this and our, our cells are doing that in the same way, which is, I think that's just so cool. It's fascinating. It's reflecting parallel. It is. Yeah, it's up. totally reflecting a parallel. But so, you know, it's like that those um, those videos where they show the plants, you know, where they, they speak loving things to the plants and the plants thrive and then they bully the plants and the plants die. So right. it just speaks to, you know, again, having like being nice to one another, being love, like love Amen. is ultimately a wonderful medicine Amen. and is so important when you're under stress as well. Amen. Uh, Amen. And self-love too, I think, you know, Oh, you're, because you're if actually... you're saying negative things to yourself, that's one, you're actually hurting your DNA and two, negative self-thoughts can trigger your fight flight response. Part of my morning ritual is mirror work. Yeah. I look and I'm, I'm, I've, I've fallen in love with myself years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the from the Leo being me being a Leo walking in, no, it's true like self love and, yeah. and 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 there there is as corny as it sounds, there is something to be said when you hug yourself oh, and you yeah. breathe out. Like yeah. I usually take breathe in deeply, hug myself, breathe out, and I'm like that actually feels really good. Yeah. Imagine just doing that every morning, just one hug. Yeah. What does that tell your DNA? Well, it tells your DNA it's gonna help. It's gonna help your whole day be better, yeah. and that's gonna help calm your nervous system. And how long does that take? One one second. One second. And <laughs> and it's free and too, it's free. right? That's the other thing that I think is so amazing about, you know, a lot of the, the things that really need to be done to heal yourself. A lot of them don't cost anything and mm-hmm. you can do them anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Learning t- breathwork techniques, you can do them in your car before you walk into a meeting. You could do them in a meeting. If you're, you know, if you're in a really stressed state and you're nervous, you can, you know, there are certain breathwork techniques that you could mm-hmm. do that people might not know that you're doing and it can help calm the nervous system down. Mm-hmm. I love for a lot of my patients that have digestive disorders, I'll have them do belly breathing before 100%. before they eat. Yeah. So you take five or six deep breaths, bring, bringing oxygen into the into the abdomen, which turns on digestion. And it just, it helps your body digest food better. It'll help regulate bowels. So it's a really great way to just, 
again, calm the nervous system down so that the nervous system can do its rest, digest thing. I was shocked how, and I work with a breathwork coach every month. I was shocked how much my stomach was sucked in. Yeah. yeah we all suck in and stick our chest out. Yeah, we stuck our chest out. I'm driving the car and I was like, why is my, what is going on? Yeah. And then all of my muscles are holding in my stomach. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, my body Yeah, and then you get tension used. up here yeah. and... Exactly. It's not good. What So when our quarter, when we see a fight or flight event, right, the lion coming in the studio, yeah. our cortisol is shooting out yes. really high levels yeah. and other hormones. You said over time, cortisol just starts going down and down and yeah, down. Yeah, because think about it. So like, so your adrenal glands are what produce cortisol. And cortisol, I like to call it a metabolically expensive molecule. It's a steroidal hormone. So it's it's large. It's got a bunch of rings. It has a bunch of things on it. It takes a lot of nutrients and it takes a lot of cofactors to build cortisol. So if you're going and going and going and you're constantly in fight flight, the other thing what happens is when you're in fight flight, you're in kind of a catabolic state. You're like using up a lot of your energy, right? So you're going to use up a lot of your magnesium, a lot of your B5, B6, all of the cofactors that it uses to. And if you run out of those, you literally don't have the building blocks to make more cortisol. So the body just, and what happens a lot of times in women is women's bodies are also making, and sometimes in men too, are making other sex hormones like progesterone and estrogen. And if the body's like, ooh, I'm really stressed, but I don't have enough, you know, what I need to build the cortisol, I'm going to steal from the progesterone over Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And then they start to get low progesterone. And sometimes in men that can happen where they'll start to steal from testosterone and men can start to get lower testosterone levels just to pres- so the body can keep producing cortisol to deal with the stress. And so, you know, if you're if you're listening and you've got you've got hormonal dysfunction of any kind, usually the root goes back to your body's been shunting over to the cortisol pathway and your hormone levels are dropping. Now let's chat about something crucial that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, Right? We have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puree's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puree is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puree.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puree. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha, or coffee or tea. But not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peak's Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha 
not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick. Yeah, okay. But for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting and antioxidant benefits, the phytonutrients nurture my digestive system. The EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently. And the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see, I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can you can take hormones, you can use herbs, but if you don't address the underlying issue of not having enough cortisol, you're constantly going to be in kind of a deficit. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense, right? Because there's a lot yeah. of us, because our body's going, why would we reproduce? You're so well, oh, stressed. Well, exactly. It's like, we don't need the progesterone. We don't need to be ovulating. We don't need to be doing this. Let's like, we don't need testosterone. Let's keep, the body will, when you're in fight flight mode, the body does everything to stay in fight flight mode because we were designed we're in that mode. It's like, we're supposed to be getting safe. And you prioritize keeping yourself safe so that you don't die. But, you know, but most of us today are not in fight flight because we're being chased by lions. We're usually in fight flight because our boss sent us an email or our child's crying or, you know, like whatever, I'm late for something, you know, so like our, but it doesn't really matter what the stressor is. And this is where like in the brain, I was talking about that amygdala, that's like your lizard brain, which is just off and on. There's no in between. But then you, we have our prefrontal cortex is what allows us to discern, like I've used this example a lot, like in the past year, obviously, or year and a half, it's been a stressful year, right? And I have some patients that sit down, they're like, no, COVID's been the best thing that ever happened. I'm so chill, I don't have any stress, but they're sitting in front of me presenting with all these stress symptoms. And I'm like, okay, I know that maybe you're not commuting, things might be better at home, but I don't care who you are. When you go out into a store and you see people with masks on, your amygdala is like, mask, where's the gas? Like that's an immediate fight flight. Now, after time, if, you know, as, as an adult, our prefrontal cortex will say, no, 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 wearing a mask is good. This is what we're doing now. And it will, but you still get that triggering of the fight flight response. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of an, an interesting, like we are, and this is where also, I think this is where meditation starts to help is it, it meditation strengthens your prefrontal cortex. So it allows you to be more discerning with what's going to, you're still going to get the trigger. Like you said, you're still going to see the stress, but it's not going to be as over overwhelming of an effect mm-hmm. after you've strengthened that muscle. It just feels different. It feels different. Yeah. So, okay. So a lot of viewers and listeners going, all right, I think I'm super stressed. Yeah. Why the heck hasn't my doctor tested for this? Can we test and look at these? First of all, how it's affecting our hormones. Can we test yes. how it looks over time? Yes. Like what are some of the tests that people who are listening can ask their doctor? Yeah. So I typically, um, I will recommend like for first line screening, I mean, a lot of this is done by symptoms, you know, taking a clinical history. But if you want to ask your doctor for tests at lab that insurance will cover, get a fasting morning cortisol level just so we can get a snapshot of what your cortisol is doing. Because if you're in a super, if your cortisol is really low, you'll be able to tell. If it's really, really high in the morning, we'll be able to get a sense of like what's going on. I also think it's really important to do what I talked about, like charting your energy levels to see what that looks like. I also will check DHEA sulfate, which is kind of a, a, a cortisol precursor. Mm-hmm. So that's a good gauge to know like what's going on with your adrenals. And I sometimes will check 
and this you can ask your doctor. Sometimes they might not, sometimes they'll run it. Depends on what kind of doctor you're working with. Um, I check a, an immune marker called CD57. Mm-hmm. I'm, I usually check it when I'm looking for Lyme or other stealth infections, but it's a good gauge. If someone's been in adrenal fatigue for a long time, there's specific white blood cells that will tend to be really low if someone's been on, under fight flight for a long period of time. So that's another way for me to kind of like backhandedly. And those are tests that insurance will cover. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, pay for some more functioning functional tests, um, there's a test called the Dutch test, which looks at cortisol, its metabolites. It's a really fabulous test for telling, it'll give you a lot of information about what's going on with your adrenals. And for women and or men, it can check sex hormones as well and we'll check their breakdown pathways. Um, there's other companies that will do a four-point saliva cortisol test. Mm-hmm. So you can test when you first wake up, test around 10 a.m., test around 2, test, if you want to actually see what does your chart look like, you know, and you don't want to just do your energy labs or energy checks. So that there's there's lots of there are lots of options for checking mm-hmm. um for looking at, at cortisol numbers i find you know in a lot of taking a really good history can be beneficial. So, you know, if you're if you're working with a doctor who dismisses this, I mean, my advice is always go find a doctor who's going to address this for you. Yeah. You know, I have a podcast too and I I every episode I'm like find somebody that you can work with that's going to listen to you and it's going to be like walk you through this journey because if you mm-hmm. don't have that type of practitioner, it's really hard to navigate all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. And if your doctor's not listening to you, why, why would you keep going to see them? 100%. You know? so, it's unfortunate because so many people are viewing and listening, they go, yeah, my doctor never listens to yeah. me. Find a new doctor. Find, there's, exactly. There's a find, lot of really there good are tons of great doctors and not even, you know, there are tons of great allopathic doctors that are yeah. so, that are into this now. So you just need to find one that's going to be in your corner. Yeah. And I, and sometimes, you know, it might be your chiropractor. It might be your nutritionist, somebody who is a practitioner who can help walk you through this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you're having trouble finding one, you know, get on Facebook, get on groups, ask, you know, who, who, who are other people seeing or, you know, your show or listening. You know, there's so it's much everywhere. information out yeah. there to, to find out, you know, who to see and who to talk to. But again, you shouldn't have to do this alone. Yeah. I love that you mentioned conventionally what we can do insurance covering. Yes. A lot of people are like, listen, I can't afford it. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. And there are there are tests where you can get good information that insurance will cover. Okay. Um, the other thing I, I did mention is I will, a lot of people that are coming to see me, you know, they're, they're really fatigued. And so I'm always ruling, I'm, I'm looking at adrenal fatigue, but sometimes thyroid can be an issue too. So doing a full thyroid workup and there's a couple of thyroid numbers. So TSH, T3, T4 are typically the standard ones, but there's a, a test called T3 uptake, which actually mm-hmm. looks at how much T3 is getting into the cells. And if that's low, that's a sign that your cortisol has been mm-hmm. dysregulated for a while. And then there's a test called reverse T3. And typically if that's really elevated, that's another sign that you're nervous system has been in overdrive for a long time. So those are kind of like some backhanded ways you can see what's going on with your adrenals. Awesome information. I love that. So, okay, before we wrap up, three things. Yes. Three things people listening right now can go, all right, I'm pretty damn stressed listening to this podcast. I'm realizing it. (laughs) Uh, And and I want to take things into my own hands right now. What are three important things that we can do right now? I think important thing number one is you need to have a daily 10 minute, give yourself 10 minutes a day of some sort of relaxing practice, whether that's meditation, whether that's breathing, whether that's just putting on your favorite music and listening to it for 10 minutes. And I highly recommend lying down while you do this. When you lay down, the blood pressure goes down, your heart rate goes down, it kind of tells the body that it's safe. And so if you're feeling really stressed, that's the number one thing I have my patients do is I call it get horizontal for 10 minutes. I love it. And whether you wanna meditate or listen to music, or you could even read a book, just no screens, if you want to do it outside, that's even better because spending time in nature is great. Um, number two, I would recommend if you don't already do so, get magnesium into your body in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. Um, Epsom salt 
baths are a really great way to do that. If you're someone who likes baths, you'll get the added benefit of that could be your relaxing time. You could do Epsom salt bath for 10 minutes and that's, you get magnesium and the relaxing time. Um, you can take magnesium orally. You, you have, you, you've probably done some shows on magnesium. Oh, I did a show just oh. on magnesium. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. So go listen to that. Um, but magnesium is one of the most important cofactors for every metabolic process, yeah. for building cortisol, for breaking it down, for building receptors. So uh, that's probably the number one nutrient that I recommend for people that are in a chronic stress state. It also helps relax muscles. It helps you fall asleep. It's just, it's a great thing. Um, and number three, I think put try to put away your screens before bed. Mm -hmm. If you can get 20, you know, those hours between 10 and midnight are golden hours in terms of rejuvenating your cortisol levels and rejuvenating the body's healing capability. So, you know, if you go to bed at 1130, try to start to go to bed at 11. I know. Or if you go to bed at 11, try to start to go to bed at 1030. Even that half an hour is going to make a really big difference. So those little baby changes are the thing, and they're hard. They're, that, this, that's not the, that's probably the hardest one is to go to bed earlier. But if you can try it, you will really, really notice a difference. Biggest difference. And yeah. for me, it's like, I, I get to bed like 11, 30, 12 yeah. on the regular because my body's like, okay, now you're ready to get. Yeah. But, but I I know if I'm asleep by 10, whew, I'm Superman you, the next and day. And you feel so good, you right? You feel so good. I have, I, if I go to bed by 10, I feel great the next day. If I stay up past 10, 30, then it's harder for me to fall asleep. Crazy. And then I'm like awake and then I don't sleep as well. I wake up a lot. And so yeah, getting to bed, if you can get to bed by 10, even if you're in bed and reading for a little bit, you will notice a really big difference in just the reactivity of your nervous system. Amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. I really love this podcast. You're yeah. so knowledgeable. This is what we need. We need someone to kick down the door and tell us all about about stress and what it does to ourselves. Where can we find you? So you can find me. I hang out on Instagram a lot. It's at Dr. Kinney. I have a show called The Dr. Kinney Show if you want to go listen to that. And my website is drarenkinney.com. And you practice in? I practice in Annapolis, Maryland, but I see patients all over the place. So yeah, All right. So if you are, yeah. yeah, if it's piquing your interest, you feel like you're stressed, reach out to Dr. Aaron Kinney. I'm so happy to get Always happy to get some of my yeah. alma mater here yeah. representing and amazing work. I'm so happy to hear what you're doing in this world. You're bringing a lot of light and thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me.